Welcome to Made for Cloudy Days, a podcast by Cloud Cosmetics, where we are taking you on an educational journey through the world of skincare, hair care, entrepreneurship, and the science behind it all. I'm your host, Katie, and founder of Cloud Cosmetics. Join us every week for a dose of inspiration and self-care as we dive into conversations that cover everything you need for those cloudy days. Hi, welcome back to Made for Cloudy Days. I'm your host, Katie, and I am joined by our very first guest today, Haley Jordan, also known as our Miss Indiana USA. So I remember meeting you, Haley, back at a pageant. Fun fact, I did pageants and (laughs) we met um, when you were leading all of us to the interview room, actually, back Mm -hmm. in that COVID pageant like right after COVID and I just remember you being a force of cool calm collected and that's what you need when we're all nervy all the girls going into the (laughs) interview room and yeah you just had this ability to make us excited that's how it should be going into an interview honestly well thank you I'm good I'm glad I'm glad I could help calm your nerves a little bit um interview was always my favorite I'm such a goof and just kind of say whatever in interview so um I think a lot of women especially in the Miss America organization are starting to feel the same way like it's just a conversation kind of like you and me are having right now but yeah that's great I love that um our first memory is outside of an interview room and now we're on a podcast right no it's so exciting Um, So I'd like for you to just start off by introducing yourself and giving us a little bit of your origin story. Yeah, so my name is Haley Jordan. Um, My last name is Begay. Jordan's my middle name, um, but I'm a sports reporter, so I go by Haley Jordan on TV. Um, And I'm also a high school broadcasting teacher over at Plainfield. So my students also call me Miss Jordan. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think where to start. Um, that's actually a good spot, my career. Um, so I teach high school kiddos full time. I call them my division one yappers because they are really chatty and it is just so much fun to be able to be a part of that, to be able to be a part of their learning and a select few of them will head into journalism like I did one day. And then also I'm a, not a full-time, but I would say more part-time freelance sports reporter. So I work for the Indianapolis Indians downtown as their pregame show host and MC. And then I also work for the Indy 11 soccer team downtown as their TV show host and then call games on ESPN+. Plus. So I'm very busy. I'm all over the place. Being Miss Indiana USA this year has definitely added to that, but in the best possible way. And um, it's a really great life that I live. So I'm very blessed to be in this position and blessed to get to talk to people like you. So thank you for um, choosing me for this episode. I really appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. I'm so glad to have these great conversations with inspiring women. And I know being a woman in sports is something you're super passionate about. How has that leveled up your mindset and skill set? Oh, yeah. So I had to decide when I went into that profession that I was going to be tough and remain tough and just see everything through. I went to Indiana University for undergrad and there were, gosh, if I can remember correctly, probably like four or five sports girls in my whole major specialization across a couple of years, not just even my class, like maybe 
a couple in my class and then a couple at the class above below. And so you really have to make that decision for yourself. Like, okay, I need to be one of the strong women that sticks around and shows other women that there's a space for you. And so that's what I've done in the sports world. I call a lot of my games with mostly men. Most of my production people are men. And so for me to be able to now step into a high school broadcasting teacher role where I'm the girl and all my students are boys, it's actually so funny because it's just, it's interesting that I have the authority now because I didn't ever, it's just weird to think that as a woman in the sports world, that never used to be a thing 20, 30 years ago. And now it is. Now we've had great women pave the way for us. And I hope that I'm continuing that pavement and able to pave the way for the women that are behind me. So this has really sharpened my mindset and made me a better reporter. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I relate to that as a woman in business. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely gives you a level up though. It makes you work a little bit harder and be a little more detail oriented as well. Oh yeah, you have to. They used to say, and they probably say this to you too in business, but in sports, they're like, you can't mess up because if you mess up one time, then someone's going to question your whole credential. And so I've always been really mindful of, oh, I can't mess up. So that could be difficult in itself to just have to be pretty perfect the whole time. But you know, I, I let myself make mistakes every once in a while, but never the bad ones that could question my credibility. Never those. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Um, being a teacher, how do you teach your students to believe in themselves? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. This is such a good question. I actually tell them a decent amount of times. I say, wake up and choose yourself. And I know that's like a weird thing to say in this world because we're taught, you know, not to be selfish and we're taught to put others first, which is wonderful. But in order to put others first, sometimes you have to choose yourself and you have to be the best version of yourself to be able to do that. So for example, if I have some kiddos who are acting up in class or they're not turning in assignments or they're, you know, they're goofing off. And I'm like, guys, choose yourself today. Like invest, take this time to invest in yourself. If you're gonna be here, you know, bound to these walls for seven hours a day, you might as well make the investment in yourself and come out of the, these walls better. You have to be here for four years anyway. So why not make the investment, choose yourself today, and then you're going to thank yourself for it tomorrow. And I tell, I told one of them that today, <laughs> actually, I use that all the time. That's like my robot default response, but it is so true. That's so good. Actually, I always remember the good professors and good teachers that I had in school and how they really do make an impact on your entire life and your future. So that is so good. I remember my good ones too. There's a few, like I can vividly remember my second grade teacher, all of them really, but especially my second grade teacher. And you know, I'm 25 now. So they really, teachers do really make an impact and you don't even realize it in the moment. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So um, you started a workshop in addition to all that you do, <laughs> and it's called Good Grief. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So Good Grief is sort of my platform that I've been um, championing the past three or so years. Um, so unfortunately, a few years ago, my mom, Susan, passed away from brain cancer, December 12, 2020. So we're coming up here on the three-year mark. But when that at first happened, I was 22 years old. I was out of pageants. Um, I had won Miss Indiana America 
the couple years prior, that was in 2017. And so I was out of pageants and about to graduate from IU and then she passed away. And so at that point, I really, I didn't have much of a platform. I was just a college kid graduating and trying to make it in the real world without a mom. And I did not know what to do. And so when I got back into pageants, I thought, okay, I've been through so much in the past couple years. How can I properly portray what I've been through while also helping other people. And so my old platform used to be domestic violence awareness, which is still very near and dear to my heart. But I kind of revamped all my platforms when I got back into the USA organization, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm living this platform now. So I started Good Grief um, to encourage people who are experiencing any type of grief, loss, anything like that, um, to encourage them to get the help that they need, the counseling, to find the community, and also to know that it's okay to grieve. Um, some people like me, they just want to skip right through it. But as my smart mama said, you can't go around the pain. You have to go right through it. And so I have been hosting grief workshops. We've had two so far. And just in hopes that a 20-minute conversation can help somebody feel less alone. That's constantly what I was looking for when I was going through the trenches and the valleys of grief is I just wanted to know that maybe somebody else um, had been there and had come out on the other side. So that's really been the big goal. Yeah, that's incredible. And thanks for sharing your perspective on that. I feel like we don't always see that side and people aren't always you know, rightly so willing to be super vulnerable. So I feel like we as humans really need that perspective. Oh, thank you. I, it's such an interesting concept because people are so scared to talk about it. The Some of my friends even, they're just like, I don't know what to say because I've never experienced it. And I just, you know, have to let them know it's okay. I have one dear friend. She's so sweet. And she'll maybe complain about something that's going on in her life. And she'll stop herself. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's nothing compared to what you do. I'm like, oh girl, I'm like, let, let me hear it. Lay it on me. Like you have problems too. Like just because everybody else doesn't have the same grief that I have, that doesn't mean that grief doesn't exist in little tiny pockets every day. It's just out there. That's the world we live in. And so I want people to be able to recognize that you can feel grief no matter what it is. You can grieve a relationship ending. You can grieve a job ending. Um, you can grieve moving away from your hometown. Like There's very different levels of it. It doesn't have to be losing your mom to brain cancer like me. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. So I encourage everybody of all walks of life um, to come to those grief workshops because it's just good to be able to know how to comfort people um, and how to comfort yourself as well. Yeah, amen to that. So as I'm interviewing you, um, I remember the days of being interviewed and I'm sure you do too as you've prepped so much for it so much <laughs> and I just want to know what is like one question that you remember that helped you grow in interview hmm I so this might be an unpopular opinion and I apologize I'm grabbing my charger right now um unpopular opinion but one of my favorite questions is why do you want to be miss fill in the blank Ooh. it's my favorite and it used to be my worst question, I'd be like, uh, do I have to like brag on myself? And, you know, I think girls hear that question and they're like, do I have to tear others down to, or saying like, oh, I'm the best candidate here. No, um, it's just kind of trying to sell yourself in that short amount of time. But then when you start practicing that question about why you're qualified, you start to believe it and you should believe it if you're saying all those things out loud. So that's a question that 
really made me grow not only as a title holder but just outside of that so when I, the judges would ask like why do you want to be Miss Indiana USA and I can say I've grown up in pageants I started from the bottom with no self-confidence I started as a girl who was afraid to go on stage did not like the attention and now I can comfortably talk in front of thousands in front of my job um, in front of my students I have this growing confidence that has been so healthy for me and um, that's not my full answer but that's part of it and then I really sit there and reflect on that answer and I'm like yes I have done all of those things and it's just so it's positive self-talk to be able to see how far that you've come in an organization like that wow yeah absolutely and for those who are listening who aren't familiar with pageants there's can you kind of explain the parts of the process and what interviews like? And Oh, yeah. So I've been in multiple pageant systems. Um, the most popular are Miss America organization and Miss USA. And they're a little bit different, but still similar. I'll go ahead and describe like the Miss USA version since that's what I am now. But there's an interview portion. And then for USA, there is also gown, swim, and onstage question. For America, there's no swim and then add a talent portion in. And that's pretty much it. But for USA, the interview is the most important. It was worth 50% at Miss USA when I went and competed. So you know that they want somebody who is very well-spoken, very sure of herself and confident. But the judges pretty much ask questions to get to know you. Sometimes we'll get a hypothetical question here and there. I didn't get any political questions in my interview. They just wanted to know who I was as a person, as a teacher, as a sports reporter, as a title holder. They just wanted to know who Haley was and... Um, I always tell girls looking to compete in pageants, I'm like, you already know all the answers. You just got to confidently say it and be content with who you are. And then that's when um, you start winning is when it, that really shows through to the judges. Yeah, exactly. And I remember going through it. It's questions you don't necessarily think about in an mm -hmm. interview on a daily basis, or we're not really taught to think. So I love that process of it. Like you just get to know yourself so much better and in a different light completely. Yeah, because when you competed, were the interviews, was it nine and a half minutes? And then you got to do the closing statement? Okay, yeah, yeah it's a lengthy interview. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you, you get to know them and yeah, some of the questions are really good. Some are fun, you know? Some you just don't, you don't like go to somebody in the grocery store and ask them that, but what if we did, you know? That would we be did, we'd be yeah. so much more interesting. Right, <laughs> we right. All right. I'll try that tonight in Walmart. They'd be yes. like, how are you? Stop. <laughs> like just trying to get to know my community. Sorry. Yeah. If you could be an animal, what would you be? They'd be like, huh? And they'd probably answer and then I'd be like, okay, walk away. <laughs> no, that's Girl. funny. But um, what do you feel is your purpose in pageantry and beyond? Mm, I think it's just to be an encourager um, and to champion that grief platform too. When a tragedy like that happens, you often question what is the purpose and why did this have to happen? And for my mom, I actually made a video about this yesterday, a TikTok, and I have figured out over the past few years through grief that I don't think it's something that, I don't think death was something that happened to our family or to me or to her, but I think it was, you know, God was just calling her home early. Um, He just had other plans for her and he wanted her to come home and she had seen enough down here. And just because we weren't done with her doesn't mean that wasn't what God wanted for her is he wanted her to come back to heaven early. And so for me, I've just been um, 
in pageantry and even outside of pageantry with my students, with people I come in contact with, contact with at games. My job is just to spread as much joy as I possibly can and let people know that the hardships, while we all have them, we're all going to have them. I'm just here to say like, you can get through it. Like I've gotten through it um, and I'm happy, genuinely. I'm genuinely happy. And some people are, you know, skeptical about that. They're like, are you sure you're doing okay? And I'm like, you know what? I am, I can confidently say I am. But yeah, this year, every hardship that I have, I just turn it around and try to spin it for good. Uh, my dad was diagnosed with cancer this year too. So it's just, you know, it, I feel like sometimes one bad thing after the other happens, but you got to remain positive. My dad's the same way. He's cancer free now. He's doing great. So we just try to keep up the joy and the positive talk as much as we can and spread that to others um, in times when they really need it. So good. I know your word was joy going into Miss Indiana USA, which I love. How do you live by that word daily? Mm, so my mom always said to me, never let anyone or things steal your joy. And that's something that I didn't even really start repeating to myself over and over until the past year or so I just could kind of remember that she used to tell me that and I thought I need to really start incorporating that it's actually a quote and it's hanging outside my classroom too so that's the first thing kids see when they walk in but the point of that quote is there's so many things in life that can take your joy or try to anyways or steal it for a moment it can be a job it can be a person it can be death <laughs> it literally can be anything that can rob you of that joy but we as people have the decision whether or not we let that rob us permanently or we let it just steal a moment. Just a quick moment is fine, but you can't let anything steal your joy permanently. For so long, I did. And, you know, I let the death of my mother, I my joy was completely gone and I have to fight every day to get that back. And that's fine. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a process. It's not going to be an easy process, but um, I have found a restored hope and restored joy in that. And I try to do intentional things to make me happy being around my people my community being in a safe work environment challenging myself every day and meeting new people all the time that's what brings me joy and what I found to be the most rewarding and healing yeah yeah so you mentioned faith is a big part of your journey how or what are some times where your faith has really helped you oh my goodness I have such a big faith and I'm thankful for my family for that too because they instilled that in me since I was a baby I was baptized as a baby but I've always had the foundation not to say that I haven't strayed away every once in a while especially in college but I always find my way back and I've consistently I'm, I'm proud to say I've consistently been very Christian <laughs> since I was a baby which is great um but I'm trying to think of a, a really concrete time um you know, I would say when I was 11 years old, I had really bad anxiety, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, I was in and out of like the mental hospital. That's what they called it back then just to get treatment and to seek help and going through intense therapy. It was bad. Um, I really did not have a normal life as a fifth grader because no one else that I knew of was getting mental health counseling for an extended period of time at an actual hospital. I was. And so when I was little, I always just would pray and pray. And I'd be like, why can't I be normal? Like, why can't I have a normal brain? Um, I was never anyone's first pick back then either. I was really chubby and I didn't brush my hair. I took no pride in my appearance or who I was. 
And I just had the lowest self-esteem and I would just pray and pray like, God, like, why can't I be normal? And why can't I look like this little girl who gets all the attention and everyone wants to be her friend and likes her. And I just had to be patient. <laughs> I had to go through that to humble me a little bit um, and to grow my compassion because, you know, just like less than 10 years later, I was competing in pageants and pretty soon I became the girl that I always wanted to be, but not because of looks or anything like that, but just because of the growth that I have had. So that was a long prayer that took to answer. It took many years to get up there, but I mean, my faith, I kept it and I held on to it. And, you know, here I am today as confident as can be. And I often think back to my little self and her just sitting there praying in her bedroom in Pittsburgh, Indiana. Um, and she would be, she'd be so proud and she's still in here. She's, she's still in here. So I carry her with me every day. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I truly believe that everything we go through makes us who we are today. And if we didn't go through that experience, we wouldn't be the exact person who we are right now. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's a great thing to say, too, because it's you look at tragedy and stuff and people are like, I wish this never happened. And yeah, for, for most cases, probably so. But then how much would you have grown this much without it mm -hmm. in certain situations? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So on a little lighter note, what is a day in the life like for you um, with your crazy busy schedule? Ooh, it's different from day to day. I'll give you a, um, a pretty busy day just to kind of show you um, what's pretty realistic for me. So on a like on a weekend where I have sports reporting and teaching to do, let's say this is a Friday, I'll wake up and go to school, teach my kiddos after lesson planning the night before, get out of school around 3.05, come home, and then it is study, study, study for my games that I have that weekend. Then this that Saturday, I hit the road to probably Evansville, which is three hours away from me. I go there, call the game. I drive all the way back that same night go to bed next morning, head to Notre Dame um, and call the Notre Dame volleyball game and then head right back after that. So that's what some of my weekends looked like um, just a month ago is, you know, teaching and getting all my kiddos in line, but at the same time, worrying about myself and the games that I had to call. So it was wild. And then you sprinkle in Miss Indiana USA appearances in that too. And for a while, I was like, I don't even have time to think or to shower. <laughs> like I really was showering at like midnight. It was crazy. But now since I've gotten back from Miss USA, my life has definitely settled down. Volleyball season's over. Basketball will start soon, but that's besides the point. So I'm, I'm back to normal human status for now. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, that's an exciting time for you right now. Yeah. I'll never have this again. That's yeah, what I, that's what I kept thinking. thinking of. Like when I'm this busy, sometimes I'm tempted to be like, ah, I just want to like chill and watch a Netflix or something. But I'm like, no, I'll never have this again where I miss Indiana USA and doing all this stuff at the same time ever again. So I'm just trying to enjoy it as much as I can. Absolutely. Were you at, are you going to do Notre Dame basketball too? Yes. Uh-huh. Right by Notre Dame. Literally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I should um I should message you when I'm gonna be up there. Um I come come see me. I love yeah, getting lines and woohoo. It's so fun to yeah, it's so fun because sometimes it's nice to see a familiar face when you're in the work zone because just wow. to yeah. remind you, you know, like okay, don't take this too seriously. It's just basketball. So I'd love to see you. Yeah, if you stop by. I'll be there. <laughs> fun. <laughs> but um moving on. Um, what 
is or what was your mental prep like for Miss USA? Yeah, I like how you said mental prep. Um, it's so much mental prep. Well, for me, I am very in tune with who I am and what I want to get across. So that was never um, going to be an issue. I knew what I wanted to say in an interview. I knew what my whys were, all that kind of stuff. But what I wanted to make sure that I did was really um, hone in on that. When I went to Miss America, I was comparing myself left and right. Like these were these are the most beautiful, successful, sweet women in the world. And I just could not believe that I was one of them. I was like, oh my gosh, like this this title holders does this and that. Like I could never compete. And so this time at Miss USA, I wanted to make sure that yes, I like supported my other title holders um, and friends, but I didn't focus too much on what they were doing because I, I couldn't control it. So I actually turned off like all my Instagram notifications from other title holders and um, just so I didn't see all their stuff leading up to it. Um, and then, of course, afterwards, that's when it's time to shower everybody with love. But I advise everybody to do that who's competing. Um, yes, support and make friendships that last forever. But at the same time, don't overwhelm yourself with the resumes of others because your resume is just as good. So that's the biggest thing that I did before. And then also, you know, just telling myself that the winner was already decided, like, you know, God knows who's going to win. Um, and we had such a great group of women, such a strong group. So just being sound in that and knowing that whoever came out on top, that was her year and meant to be. And Noelia, Miss Utah USA won. She's a complete gem. She is so sweet and kind. And it's, you know, the USA title was in good hands this year. And we were all so thankful for that. It was a really good group. I was very blessed. Yeah, what an experience. Don't they call it? What do they say about the Super Bowl? And Yes. Oh my gosh. You're more likely to have a son play in the Super Bowl than you are a daughter compete at Miss USA. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, that's a stat. That's a stat. <laughs> yeah, I love that. We do that like every I feel like it's on Instagram like every Super Bowl, like the time of the year, because every time. You know, yeah. See yeah. it again next next year when the Super Bowl comes around. We'll see it. It's coming yeah, up soon. We will. <laughs> That's so good, though. It show it really shows your growth from Miss America to Miss USA. Yeah, and I was just a kid at Miss America. I was 19, and so I I even had like notebooks where I would jot down which states I thought would make it, and I and I was wrong. Most of them were so wrong. I think I got a few, but I didn't do that this time. I didn't play those games with myself because I was just hurting myself. You know, it just it wasn't helping me advance or the girl next to me advance. It was just kind of hurting my own confidence and. So I've learned how you can cheer for people in person, but then it doesn't have to go beyond that. You don't have to take that home with you at night. You can uh, focus on yourself and take the time to appreciate what you've done that week as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Instagram can be, you know, a big distraction and I do the same thing. I'll just take, you know, a few days off and live in real life and remember that this is real life right here. And we're mm -hmm. blessed to live in the moment, but it just, yeah, it changes everything when you get rid of those distractions on the phone. And it does. And it, there's, yeah, social media, the world we live in today. I know it's important. It's part of pageants nowadays. It's part of work and jobs and resumes, LinkedIn, all the things. I get that it's necessary and I'm not naive in that fact, but like you said, it's nice to take a step back every once in a while and to recognize, okay, let, why don't I appreciate the people in front of me physically <laughs> rather than like, you know, chatting with them through Instagram every once in a while. So face-to-face -face conversations are super valuable and they always will be. 
What is one lesson or experience from your pageant journey that you feel like will carry you for the rest of your life? Yeah, nothing's impossible. Nothing is impossible. When I was younger, around that 11, 12 mark, I would tell people that I wanted to be Miss Indiana. And I'm sure they were like, what? <laughs> I was, and I'm telling you, I was not a competitor back then. Like I would show up. I, there was anyone could have beaten me, anybody. And I didn't care. I had the best time at these pageants. And I just figured out that through hard work and through the perseverance, how much you can truly accomplish. And even the times where I didn't win, I actually learned the most when I lost. I tell people that over and over because um, they see the sash and they think you've won your whole life. I'm like, no, I have lost way more than I've won. In pageants, in life, I life handed me so many L's. People just see this and think, oh, winner. No, I mean, yes, maybe that year, but it takes so long to get good. And it takes so long to figure out who you are in that process. And so I would just tell people, if you think you have a dream, no matter what it is, getting a promotion or getting married someday, whatever that dream could look like for somebody. It sometimes when you look at it too broadly, it can look impossible, but step-by-step step, one day you're going to realize you accomplished that dream and you're going to be like, Oh, I used to think this was impossible. And now you're doing it. It's wild. And I've been able to use that in my everyday life too, outside of pageants, especially in sports. Yeah, I am super motivated now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like ready to go. <laughs> yes, but I love that. Seriously, um, there's this saying where it's like every failure plants the seed for success. And I wholeheartedly agree with that, whether it's in business or just life, just trying to fight back against life sometimes. And not a lot of people will stick through to three times of failure, but when you do, it makes all the difference. Yes, you have to see through it because there are very few people who get it right the first time. Very few, um, or the second or the third or the yeah. fourth. There are people that have been pushed down, laughed at, mocked and they get back up they're like okay whatever I'm gonna keep going um even in sports for me I remember I applied to 20 internships in New York City and I didn't even hear back from not one of them not one and I had a decent resume and not nobody even answered me nothing wow. and so and then a few short years later like I'm broadcasting for ESPN plus and working on TV for these other sports teams and I can't imagine if I had let that get to me if I I could have easily been like you know not a single agency even bothered to say no they even say no they just ghosted me but if I had let that bother me I'd oh my goodness that's half my income is being a sports reporter so you just never know um, what's on the other side of that yes or no. <laughs> you learn more in the no's, so it just kind of depends. Yeah, you definitely learn more in the no's for sure. Mm -hmm. What are some other God-sized dreams you have for your life in the future? Yeah, my next one, um, aside from, I talked about career a lot, but my next one is I would just love a family of my own. Um, I'm 25 and being from Indiana, I'm sure as you know, being involved with, you know, the Hoosiers yourself is that a lot of people get married young um, and find their people early, which is fantastic. I have a lot of friends who have, and they got lucky and found their person early. I haven't. Um, it's taken me a lot of, uh, um, a lot of good relationships, a lot of bad ones to kind of get to where I am today, but that's 
that's always been on my heart, a dream that I've had. Um, I, you know, I had a great mom, so I want to be one too. I want like four kids. So that, I mean, that right there could probably scare somebody away, but it's true. Like I want four someday. I want to be a mom and be able to be a good mom, a good mom, just like my mom was. So whenever that's in the plan for me would be really cool too. Um, so that's a big goal that I have for the future is to hopefully find that person if it's in the plan and uh, have four kiddos of my own. I love that. I love that it was put on your heart for four too it's always been it's always been four so hopefully one day I'm lucky enough to be able to have kids hopefully um if not you know adoptions out there and I'll I'll get my four some way somehow (laughs) if I need to um but I yeah that's just the next chapter hopefully I'm excited for and it's one that you don't know when it's coming so that's kind of exciting it could happen you know you could meet somebody tomorrow you can meet someone in a year or five years you just never know so that's what's so fun about God is he, you just never know when he's going to, you know, drop a blessing down. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. And my grandma used to say the same thing. She was like, you can meet the love of your life walking down the street. You can. I'm like, I need to walk down the street more. I know. Yeah, you know, like keep your eyes open a little bit. That's why I always look, yeah. I try to look cute when I go to the grocery store just in case. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who's watching. Probably no one, but hey. You never know, too. Geez. Just in case, like I did my hair today and, you know, took some pride in my appearance this morning. Can't say that every day, but some days. (laughs) Maybe at Walmart tonight. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'll just, uh, you know, oh, oh, hi. We're we're, we're fighting over a can of like, I don't know, soup or something. You just never know. God's great. That's the beauty. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll... I'll wrap this up kind of with a final four rapid questions. So maybe like a sentence or you can go however long you want, but what is the best advice you have ever received? Mm, Trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding right from the Bible. What is the worst advice you've ever received? (laughs) YOLO. <laughs> in, in some situations, it's like no, put put more thought into that. You need to put more thought into that. One. <laughs> if you could make one law that everyone would have to follow, what would it be? Oh, that's such a that's a good pageant question. <laughs> Maybe I need to ask that in my next pageant. One law. Um. Oh, you can't work on Fridays. Oh, that would instill a three-day week and I think would be a game changer I think everyone would be much happier yeah, yeah. summer Fridays all year long that's good, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and finally I would love to know how you are made for those cloudy days Mm, I was made with, I'll just say this, I have a really, I have really big teeth and a really big smile. So whenever it's cloudy outside, I just make sure to smile as much as I can. My mom used to say, um, after I got braces, of course, she was like, if I had a smile as big as yours, I'd be smiling all the time. And so I've always remembered that. And, you know, it's cloudy right now in Indiana. So I'll just continue to show my teeth everywhere I go. No, I genuinely love that. That's so good. I feel like a smile can just change someone's day if you just smile at them. It sure can. And, you know, my students, I'll have students smile at me in the hallway, like who, you know, have me in class. I'm like, that's sweet. Like, you guys, you're so right. It can literally just change your mood and make you happier if you were having a down day or something. Yes. Yes. I love it. 
Well, thank you so much for joining me as our very first guest. It was a pleasure speaking with you and hearing your knowledge and showing us a different perspective that we don't always see every day. First guest. Well, I'm honored. Well, thank you for having me. And I love the mission um, that you're doing, Katie. This is um, really cool. I love hearing from other women. So I'll have to tune in and listen to other future guests that you have on here because this is really a cool project. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That was such an incredible insight and interview from Haley. I'm so glad we got to talk and definitely listening to this back. I am inspired and I feel like I'll definitely replay this episode on my cloudy days whenever I need some sunshine as she is quite literally sunshine in human form. So please, please share this with somebody who needs to hear this and needs some inspiration in their life. And until next week, remember that you are made for cloudy days.